You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. That new comic book series, is it going to be a waste of money? That new TV show, is it going to be a waste of time? That new movie, is it going to be a waste of both? Well, we here at My Big Fat Pullist are here to let you know, quite frankly, is Is it worth it? it? Welcome, geeks and geekettes, to the inaugural episode of Is It Worth It? I'm your host on this journey, Pistol Danger, and I'm passively going to wave my hand because that's what it says in my notes to the others. That's the end of the sentence, buddy. Read the sure, whole the thing. others. Oh, hello. I'm the other. This is Smurfy. And I'm the other, other, Mr. X. And we're here to let you know if IDW's new take on Usagi Ojimbo is worth it. For those of you who don't know, he is a rabbit. Correct. All right. Did, did you not know that? Some people might not. Well, he also has swords. <laughs> let's let's dive right into that. What was your first experience with Usagi? I think you You're and I host. are about to have the same thing. Probably. So one, two, three on the count of three. One, two, three. Ikea. Close. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <gasps> the cartoon show? That and the comic and the toy. Uh, see, I, it, for me, I remember distinctly the cartoon show is where I saw him first, and then I picked up his toy. At the time, I was like still super compulsive, collect- collecting everything and like being a you know, hey, mm-hmm. there's a samurai rabbit, gotta get it. He's gonna be the fifth member of the group, like yeah. the sixth, if you count Casey. I was actually the opposite of you, Pistol. Mm-hmm. I discovered the action figure first, okay, and then saw the character on the show as I was collecting miscellaneous Ninja Turtle stuff because I was collecting the Archie Adventure series, which was in color. Right. But the original Mirage stuff, which was in black and white, I would come across Usagi Yojimbo comics, and I'm like, the hell is this? This is cool. It's a rabbit. He's got a sword. There is something about anthropomorphic animals (laughs) that, that have weapons and can kick ass that is right up my alley. You know, I would if I had to pick one word to describe the whole scenario, I guess... It would, of course, be tight. But no, I absolutely agree, because originally Usagi wasn't going to be an anthropomorphic animal. Stan Sakai was just kind of drawing a human. Usagi Ojimbo is kind of loosely based off Musashi Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was drawing him out, and then he just happened to put... Time out who? A, uh, a uh, Japanese swordsman. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I had no idea. Well, don't worry, when, when okay. we go home, we'll play uh, Samurai Warriors, the game. He's in mm. that, and it'll explain right. everything. Hmm. Yeah, he was drawing him, and he just so happened to put, like, a bunny-eared ponytail on him. I was like, yeah, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And so from there on, Usagi was an anthropomorphic rabbit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the original stuff is all in black and white. Correct? Yes. The first original volume of Usagi Ojimbo is in black and white. And that was through, I want to say, Fantagraphs Publishing. I might be saying it wrong. Okay. But we'll definitely have the correct link to them 
in the show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say right after that, because of his his closeness with Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, mm-hmm. the creators of the Ninja the Turtles. creators of the Ninja Turtles, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. he jumped over to their publishing company, Mirage, and started putting out Usagi books in color. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole volume of Usagi books that are in color. They also put out the Space Usagi miniseries. How do they Not, cross how do they cross over? Is it just because they're like oh, There yeah, was a Ninja there Turtles, was a crossover most of the crossover stuff actually just takes place with Usagi. Usagi has come across the turtles, mostly in Leonardo oh, in the comic books. But on the other side, the turtles there's not a huge amount of crossover mm. where their real ongoing continuity is concerned. Because Usagi has actually come across different versions of the Turtles. He'll, he'll see Leonardo and go, oh, Leonardo, my friend. And Leonardo will go, I, I don't know you. I'm rebooted Universe 14, Leonardo. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I think it's important to preface. Usagi has never been reset he's never had never a flashpoint hmm. an age of apocalypse and there's never been a crisis on infinite <laughs> rabbits yes <laughs> the usagi you see at the beginning is the usagi you see today stan sakai has been writing and and drawing mostly the majority mm-hmm. there have been a couple of times where where he's taken a little break but for the majority he has written and drawn usagi for the last 30 plus years random question for you guys when you're done shoot has he ever crossed over with Bucky O'Hare? I know it seems weird, but they're technically kind of all in that same. No, no, because he did bring up Space Usagi, and I was going to say right. like not to be confused well, with Bucky O'Hare. Well, because, sure, but, yes. because that was all in that same time frame, man. Yes. Like I was a huge Bucky O'Hare fan, and they even had comics of Bucky O'Hare, which I got a couple of. And who knows? Maybe but Space Usagi was kind of like an homage to. Well, I, I Bucky O'Hare. I did know when doing research that Space Usagi was cut short hmm. because of the Bucky O'Hare quote unquote failure. Ah, yeah, well. Bucky here, yeah, because it's supposed to be a but spinoff. Or they n- still like because originally they were going to cancel the toy, but then they're like, just nah, it's just put it out because there is a space Usagi toy. Yeah, yeah, hmm. the, the, okay. it, it is in the Turtles action figure line. Yeah, uh, I remember. Okay, I remember that. Yep. And, and essentially, all they did was take the original toy, put like, a and just on slap right? some space shit on. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's because <laughs> it's still the same. It's the same the sculpt face? on the face. He's yeah. doing that. Right, but he's well, got like a. Didn't he have like a bowl over his head? Well, he didn't have a bowl no. over his head. He had like uh, one of those cyber eye, big cyber yeah, okay. eye okay. kind of things with the like a headset. Got yeah, okay. And and space esque samurai looking armor, of course, because you know that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Future. I need to breathe in space. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, my experience kind of, yeah. with it is I've always wanted to get into Usagi, but there was just so much. Where do you start? Where exactly? Mm-hmm. Where do you start? And it was, I, I want to say it was uh, two, two or three years ago, I was at one of those Shrewsbury sh- shows, and there was a guy selling a pretty substantial run of the Dark Horse stuff. And at the time, Dark Horse was still publishing new okay. issues of Usagi. And I'm like, well, I can pick up, you know, over 50 issues for 30 bucks. Why not? Yeah, I know. Agreed. You know, why not? So mm-hmm. I can dive in and at least experience more than just any time that the turtles were involved. Mm-hmm. And I started going after the older stuff because I am a completist. And I have currently 
been able to track down a large portion of the first volume, including issue one. Okay. And you can also see throughout the years, Stan Sakai's art style evolve. I've been able to get a hold of a lot of volume one, a little bit of volume two. I'm only missing, and I want to say it's out of the a hundred and something odd issues. I think I think Dark Horse had a hundred and seventy something issues of Usagi. I'm missing about twenty issues now. That's not bad at all. No, I've started reading as much as I can. I, I hate you know having to skip giant chunks, but I've read enough. I'm not caught up, of course, but huh. I've read enough to where this is. Yeah, it's a cool rabbit who. who who's got honor and carries a sword. But when you get to know the character, it makes me want to, it, it actually makes me want to go back and watch all of those old samurai movies that I used to watch when I was a kid on Saturday afternoons. He honestly reminds me of Samurai Jack. Hmm. Oh, a lot. Right. Yeah. I can see that. And that's yeah. what I dig about it. Knowing that he came first, even cooler. Yeah. I've, I've got all of the issues that IDW has put out. I just haven't gotten to the point of reading them yet. Because I'm still catching up on the older stuff. In a roundabout way, that's where we know Usagi from. But what about you out there? What was your first interaction with Usagi Yojimbo? Was it the cartoons, the comics, the toys? Let us know. Hit us up on our Twitter at at MyBigFatPollList. If you have a really cool Usagi toy, print, or anything, hit us up on our Instagram. I honestly love seeing pictures that people show us. So let's backtrack just a little bit, just in case anybody is unfamiliar with Usagi, and we've already mentioned his creator. So Usagi Yojimbo, or actually his name is Usagi Miyamoto, was created by Stan Sakai. He's also drawn by Stan Sakai. He first shows up in 1984 in just kind of a a multitude book. He doesn't get his own book for three years after his debut. In early 2019, IDW announced that they got him. Yeah, they were. He was with uh, Dark Horse for the longest time. That's mm-hmm. that's the longest stretch for the Usagi book. And he doesn't fall into that category where when Turtles were a huge hit, there were so many spinoffs of different stuff. You had like Street Sharks, some biker mice from Mars, and like Bucky O'Hare. So it's good to know that he wasn't just like an after effect of Turtles. Right. He kind of came around like with he the came Turtles. around at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Uh, which I didn't know. I thought I thought he was like one of those. Stan Sakai is also the type of creator that if another creator said, hey, can we have your character appear in our book? Mm-hmm. He would say, yeah, Absolutely. go ahead. Yeah. That's, more, that's more marketing more, for him. That's just more pub- right, right. publicity. That's just, Please use my, as long as you're not going to. Do, do, do him know, right, though. Do, yeah, yeah, do yeah don't, right. Do, don't do him wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't make him like all of a sudden a goofball from Alabama. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be a very strange right? Usagi or Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Don't it do would that, be Jimbo. Right. Usagi, yo, <laughs> yo, 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 Jim. Jimbo. Huh. What's your name? Yo, Jimbo. <laughs> That's kind of where he came from, and he's been around since two years after I was born. Wow. That is crazy, and that dates me quite a lot. It does. Now, unfortunately, I don't know a lot of Usagi history, just kind of what I've gleaned from Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's shown up occasionally in some comic books, like you said, because Stan's always open to having Usagi show up. The reason I decided to venture into Usagi Ojimbo is because IDW picked it up. They said it's Usagi number one. And quite frankly, I think Usagi's a badass. Just from what I know, from what you and I have talked about, Mr. X, and I was like, you know what? Jumping in both feet. Here we go. And it is deep right out the gates. So from my knowledge of samurais, samurais were the more honorable 
warrior. Well, unlike ninjas, who correct. are more like the assassins. Yes. I've only, I haven't seen a lot of Usagi, but everything I've seen, he kind of keeps the honorable samurai way. Yes. Is he, that correct? Correct. So he's known as the Ronin Rabbit. Right. right. He, he is the masterless samurai. Yeah, okay. Because in this book, you're going to find out, his master dies on a battlefield. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to get into that in a second because I'm going to – there's eight issues out at the time of this recording, and there are five storylines between those eight issues. So the first three issues are a bit off-putting to me because as a kid there was a game – and I'm going to go into a tangent here that's going to bring it all around. <laughs> there's a game called Shining Force. It was an RPG from Sega. Right. Okay. And one of the levels that I liked the least was you have to go into a circus tent to rescue the governor's child so you can get a ship. But in the circus tent are a lot of living marionettes, and I hated them. That's creepy, man. Because they're because they they're, were creepy. They were living dolls, and their animations made them super creepy. Right. And then they were very powerful too. They could wipe out a party member with one or two hits. Like you weren't ready to go into that fight. And I hated these giant marionettes. Since then. And the first three issues of Usagi deal with <laughs> demon marionettes. Yep. So right out the gate, you find out that demons exist in this universe. There are demon hunters in this universe. And Usagi Usagi is almost like Mad Max in that okay. he is not a story unto himself. He, is, he gets into stories. Hmm. And so this demon hunter, who I believe is a wolf, is tracking down demons. And so he comes to the town Usagi just so happens to be staying at and is like, okay, well, this is the bad thing that I'm fighting. You're in it now, too, because they saw us together. <laughs> Guilty by association. That sucks. Yeah. That blows. And so they fight. They're like, the first they have to figure out who's in control of the marionettes. Then they have to figure – like, basically for three issues, they fight these marionettes. And at the end, they win, of course, but – I hate living marionettes. They are creepy, and I hate them. Well, think of it this way, though. Dolls, They've man. done creepy marionettes in the first three issues. Probably going to be a long time mm -hmm. before they do that again. Maybe. Probably. Wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wrong, because the fourth episode, <laughs> right. back to the marionettes. No. The fifth issue. Yeah. And I, I want to say that even though Stan's art styling is, I would call it more simplistic. Mm, yeah. But it's still fun, and it still feels... Again, I've only read eight issues. Still feels like true to the character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next two are the uh, what I'm going to call an escort mission. He goes on these a lot where he's just kind of walking down the road and he just so happens to find somebody who needs an escort. Or he, he comes into one of his friends and they're like, yeah, I've got to go here. Here he's with a writer and she's like, I'm going to go see my, my father because my arranged marriage husband is on a bender and he is a nasty drunk. Because he hates that I'm more famous as a writer than he is as a skilled swordsman. Oh. And so Usagi's like, well, I'm going north anyway. I will be your escort. The husband's guards, because he's a nobleman, come after them. And Usagi actually defends them off and is like, listen, she'll come home when she's ready to come home. You're lucky I didn't brandish my blade because he didn't unsheathe his sword yeah. out of respect for her because husband's guards. They get to the father's house. The father's like, how could you dishonor me like so? And you have to go back. And then the husband just shows up. He's like, no, we're going back now, and you're coming too. And, and Usagi can't do anything. He is honor-bound to allow the laws of marriage and everything else happen. And so as he's going, he's like, oh, well, I actually have to go back a town or whatever. He basically has to retrace to the temple they stayed at the night before. Yeah. 
And along the way, he finds her dead and only the husband around. Oh. And so he questions the husband and says, did you kill your wife? And the husband's like, oh, no, the bandit you fought off earlier but didn't kill came back and killed her. He's like, I'm looking around. For one, your guards are nowhere to be seen. There's no blood anywhere. The bandits' dead bodies aren't here. It's just you and her. But I can't question your integrity as a lord. And so he has to let this guy, who he knows killed his wife, Usagi's friend, the writer, go. He should have went to Dateline. Well, <laughs> it's about to get good because she's not totally dead Damn, yet. Figures out those mysteries, man. She's only mostly she's dead. She's like she's pu- 90% I'm, dead. I'm not dead. I'm getting better. Right? So, of course, Usagi takes her in her arms. I failed you. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, you were always my hero. And the, the, the point of her story that you, as you're reading, find out is that Usagi is her hero. And you kind of get the feeling that he's the one she wanted to marry, not... The Lord. Was she, yeah. not to get too graphic, was she like beaten or slashed or like, does, does it kind of tell you? He doesn't really do, go into it. Okay. yeah, extreme That's detail. Curious. That's why I was curious. Um, what Which it, is good because yeah. then you get it's to still fill mystery, all that right. in. Yeah. You, get to, you get to mm-hmm. create right. it in your mm-hmm. mind. And the book ends on a particularly happy slash dark note where that Lord's Lord comes in and it was like, your wife's book was amazing. She will forever be famous for this. It is so sad that her life got cut short. Uh. And then that dick of a lord says, oh, if I can't be more famous than her, it's not worth it. And he commits seppuku. Wow. And the last panel is him face down and blood all around him. Good. Right? Yay. Good. Mm-hmm. One less scumbag. Yeah. I mean, it's sad because Usagi didn't Pretty get Pretty adult, though, man. Oh yeah, I mean oh, yeah. for like oh, yeah. just because drawing, like just because it's a, a floppy rabbit, yeah. a floppy eared rabbit, yeah. does not mean Ooh. that they shy away from the the violence and the I went adult to, subject matter. I want yeah. this to be a movie. Yeah. I want to star Keanu Reeves as Usagi. Okay, mm-hmm. do some mocap on that. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. cool. I think I think Keanu Reeves would make a perfect Eggs. Usagi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen him in those other like samurai movie. Yeah. yeah, do it. Let's do it. It'd be awesome. Hear that Hollywood? New idea. Let's go. <laughs> New idea. Take an existing property <laughs> yes. and put Keanu Reeves as the main character and produce it. God, yeah, we're the, good. For, for Hollywood. We'll take our <laughs> giant bags of money now, please. Yes. Thank you. So immediately after that, because there's literally no time to rest. Like, Usagi's always on a journey north, it seems, so far. He's going through the woods, and he actually stops to kneel at his master's gravesite. Mm. Because you find out, in the war, the lord that beat his lord in the fight paid off a like a, a portion of their army to betray Usagi. So they do, they kill the lord and before they can take the lord's head to put on a pike, Usagi cuts off his lord's head and makes a dash for it. Wow. And he takes his lord's head and he buries it deep in a forest hmm. where no one can find because they cannot use because he refuses to let them use his lord as a statement. Right. Well, did they yeah. tell you why the war was going on? Uh, it's just like, war in periods. Kind of, uh, like, no, wards wanting curious. more power. Right, like always. Feudal wards. Yeah. Okay, wars. Because this is during the Edo period. Huh. Good God, it? y'all. What is it what good is for? What is it good for? Well, probably a lot, actually. Money. Yeah, making mostly. money. It's like super mm-hmm. honorable, but not honorable, but honorable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, what you find out is there's a goblin who is patrolling the forest. And you find out it's a general. it's the general that betrayed him. Because after he failed to collect the lord's head, the new lord banished him it was like everything i promised you, failed, you was, fired yeah everything i promised <laughs> you was for not because you didn't get the one thing you said 
And so the this general and his wife went to live in a shed in the woods. They think Usagi, rightfully so, buried the head. And so every day for years, he'd go out, not come home. And each time he came home, he lost a bit of his, for better or worse, humanity. Mm. So each time he'd come out there until he eventually turned into this giant hulking goblin. And Usagi's able to put him down and avenge his master. He doesn't unbury the head or anything, but he feels better killing the general that betrayed them. Mm. And then the next mission is more of a lighthearted mission where, like, and that's the weird thing. Like, there's two dark issues. And then this next one's a lighthearted one about Usagi running into friends on the road who are trying to return a stolen artifact. And they let one guy go because he pleads for his life. He's like, listen, I wasn't the leader. I wasn't the leader of the bandits trying to get you. I just was promised the money. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, shoe off. (laughs) And then the guy literally keeps coming back page after page with a whole new band being like, get them, get the swords and we'll be rich. They get defeated. He runs off. Next page. Get them, get the swords, we'll be rich. They beat him, run away, comes back. And what you find out this is... This is why you kill them all. Right? right. This is like a tombstone. That is one of the... That, right. Yes. Yeah. guy like, just kill him, get out of the way. Make a, make a head canoe. And what you find out is actually an old acquaintance of Usagi's had previously stolen the swords, sold them for probably about half of what she could have got them for, and then kind of booked it. So when they return the swords... They find out that they are fake swords. <laughs> what she what she had done, take the swords, sell fake swords to people to get them off her trail so that she could wait it out, return the swords for a oh huge reward. And then they, they, they just started the new uh, storyline story about, uh, again, an escort mission. But what I like so far that I found is that it world builds having an already established world. Like, we're going to find out who that cat lady is. If, for someone who's me hasn't previously read Usagi. Right. She's probably already been introduced. And this new ninja cat that's also in the newest issue, I don't know who she is, but she's probably already been introduced. Does Usagi have like a crew? No, it's just him. By himself? Yeah, okay. that's the, way the you point made of sound, the Ronin Rabbit. Like, it's not like he had like a crew and I no, was like, huh. he just okay. knows a lot of people. Right. Like, is what I'm establishing. And he just runs into them. In a lot of the older stuff, uh, there are characters that... Traveling companions that will pop in and out. They want to travel along, depending man. depending on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of reoccurring characters. the The world there is world building, but it's not like, hey, it's Usagi and his team of samurai. Right. Mm-hmm. right. No, most of the time it's it's Usagi in an adventure, and sometimes somebody he knows will be wrapped up into it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody he doesn't know and will become a new friend will get wrapped up into okay. it. Mm-hmm. So far, it seems like we've run into some new people, some old friends. Can't wait to see where we go from here. It's like a single-player D&D campaign. And one of the things they say is they're going to start reprinting in color all the old Usagi stories. And I'm honestly on board for all that. Well, that's going to take them a long time to do. Well, I guess that brings us to you. Are you collecting any Usagi Ojimbo, both old or the new IDW stuff that's come out? If so... What do you think of the past, or what do you think of the present? Let us know at our website, www.mybigfatpulllist.com. So I guess that, that leads us to the point of this whole episode. Is IDW's Usagi Yojimbo worth it? And I, I, I don't know if you could infer from already my positive spin on this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Eight issues in, and I'm digging it. 
I was able to to read all eight issues in one sitting and really just enjoy them. And I plan to honestly go back and reread them as more come out because it's not a hard read. It's yeah. not, no, it's not story heavy. You get the story, but like you don't need pages of text to get it. You don't need to have an omnibus filled with information to understand the world and the characters to be able to enjoy the story. Right. Even so, though it's been around for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it feels like a good jumping on point because while Usagi Ojimbo has never reset the, his canon, it's just a one linear story. So it, it, you can just jump on at one point and be mm-hmm. like, okay. And as you want, you can backfill or not. I've, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy is, is just about everything about it, man. It's a good book and I enjoy it. So is it worth it? Absolutely. Well, I'm actually extremely happy to know that me talking up the character helped lead you to wanting to pick up at least the first issue. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you've enjoyed it so much to where you would devote an entire episode, not only an entire episode, create a new episode type for our podcast where is it worth it? I, too, even though I have not read what you have read, Mm -hmm. I've bought it. So damn straight it's worth it to me. Because it's part of my collection. I would be getting it whether or not I was caught up in the reading order or not. I, I, I will take credit for doing the inaugural episode, but credit where credit's due. Actually, this was Smurfy's idea. Is, a, is it worth it? I kept hearing you guys talk about this book so much. I want to know, is it worth it for me and my time to get involved? So it was selfish, but yeah. that's Yeah, but well, that's the yeah, whole point. It's yeah, one of the right. reasons why we podcast, though. Mm-hmm. It's to not only help others, but actually really help each other. Because we can't collect everything. We can't read everything. But if we're missing out on something good and one of the other ones knows about it, hell yeah, we need to not only tell each other, but we, then we get we sit in front of these microphones and we tell you as well. Mm-hmm. And if you have something you'd like us to talk about exclusively or if you're wondering if something itself is worth it, hit us up on our Patreon. It's a late plug. <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list podcast. I didn't think we were going to fit it in in time. That's what she said. Giggity. Well, folks, that's just the inaugural episode. We have so much that we can go from from here that I am very excited. I'm excited to see what Mr. X has, if something's worth it from his point of view, or if it's not. Mm -hmm. If Smurfy has something that he thinks is worth letting you know it is or is not worth it. The, the sky's the limit, and I'm excited to be your host for this inaugural episode. Signing off, Pistol Danger, Smurfy, and Mr. X, and something, 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 tight. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit.
is it worth it? Oh, I, I think sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. We probably should have reclaimed. Like, yeah, Can we just? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Two of us got it. We, we got fine. Two out of three. Uh, don't worry. You'll see my smoke signals of is it worth it in the sky soon? Okay, it's cool. 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 Is it worst it? <laughs> is it <laughs> <a> rock worst? <laughs> Right. Star, <laughs> star, W-R-I-T-H, there you go. No, no, you All need right. to fan it to the left. <clears throat> Welcome, geeks and geeks at... Not so easy, is it? <laughs> I love the smarm, that's so great. The little head, that's great, I loved it. <laughs>